Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Tony Marchese, and we are also joined by special guest, White Sox Dave, and we're here to recap the Sox kind of getting beat down 7-4 to four to the Cleveland Indians, but before we do, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and Ontap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, so be sure to give us a five-star rating and review, because that shit is cool and tough. Guys, the magic number's four. We've lost two in a row. That sucks. So how are you feeling after this loss to Cleveland? Dave, you are the guest, so I'll let you lead this shit in, man. I know it. Like I'm I'm not pissed right now. I'm I'm annoyed. Is is the adjective I'll use to describe myself. They look like shit right now. And it's annoying because you just saw them what was it, 23 to 28 or whatever it was. You saw them rattle off like this awesome stretch that uh, was about half the season long, and then all of a sudden, they right before the playoffs, right when you're supposed to really turn it on and hone it in, they just have thrown up a couple of stinkers. So um, I have no doubt that they will turn it around, but yeah, it just I'm annoyed. Like play better than that. You you look like you're sleepwalking. The playoffs haven't started yet. You got to play for seeding. You got to win baseball games still. Nothing's been clinched yet. So go and clinch. Then you can have all the you know fake champagne celebrations you want, but. Come on, this is not the brand of baseball that you guys should be playing. Tony? Two thoughts. Buzz, it's been so fucking long since you've been able to roll the R. That's number one. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with I don't know what's going on with Robert. But number two, ever since this team got their playoff berth, they look like they've been going through the motions and I kind of go back to what Dave said. Like, I don't know what this is right now. You're supposed to be tuning things up for the playoffs. And granted, I would rather them go through a slump right now and get hot at the end of this week. But this is still frustrating to watch. Buzz, I'll turn it yeah, back over to you. I... No, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Uh, well, so I, I hate comparing this team to 2005 because obviously it's a completely different team roster. Obviously, front office is still pretty much the same, but... I mean, that's the easy and cheap thing to do. And if you guys remember in 2005, they had like a 15-game lead into the into August or September, well, September and then almost choked it away. They needed to beat Cleveland that last year's year, and then they won four in a row, won 11-12 in the playoffs. But this team obviously is built for sustained success, as Rick Conn likes to say. That team really wasn't. That was more of like a let's-catch-magic-in-a-bottle type thing, maybe have a nice little two-, three-year run. But, like... These guys need to – this is going to be maybe their best shot at winning a World Series in a weird year and, you know, a 60-game season when everybody should be theoretically fresh and everything. So they got to play better. They got to play better. It's super annoying. I'm, I'm just – I'm not happy with it the last couple of days. No, losing two in a row sucks, um, especially, like I said in the beginning of the episode with the magic numbers for – so getting into the game a little bit here, Dane Dunning got the ball for the Sox tonight. Savali got it for the Indians. Um Dunning struggled um, pretty considerably in the first couple innings there. He let up a, a three-run shot to uh, Ramirez. It was his 16th home run of the season to make it 3 nothing in the first. Um, he did I, Did he let up another run. Yeah, he let up like one more run during that. Dunning let up four runs on the game. He did start finding his groove in the third where he had gotten control of his fastball. He ended up, ended up striking out five, but um, – in the White Sox Twitter world, you guys know how it goes. It's it's all freak the fuck out immediately. Mm-hmm. Dane and Dave, this before you even uh, before we even got on the call, you mentioned this. It's like, yeah, this was probably like the worst game he's had so far. And theoretically, it wasn't that horrible. You know, like it, he wasn't that horrible. He he got it under control, which was very good to see. Um, but other than that, you know, it seems like the Sox kind of always struggle with Savale too on the other side here. Um, but they did get four and runs off him as well, and that. That all came relatively quick. It came in the fifth inning. Um, uh, Brayu singled to center, uh, scoring Timmy and Grandal, and then Eloy came up and smacked a homer into right center, and that scored Abreu to tie the game at four to four going into the fifth inning. And then after that, it's uh, Cleveland just kind of came back and did what they had to do to us there. Um, you know, it was 
it was a little bit of upsetting here too from Edward. Ed, Edward, oh my god, dude, I've been drinking, but I'm Edward, bad, bad. yeah, no shit, dude. From Edwin, he just he does not, dude. He he doesn't look bad, like bad, bad. He looks like super fucking bad. And Dave, was that you tweeted out like have McCann just DH from this point he, on? I mean, there's what five games left or six games left in this season. There's six games left in the season. You're in the playoffs. You got to put your best lineup out there in a playoff, you know, in a playoff game. Why not get the lineup gelling now? Because any single lineup or and the best possible lineup has James McCann in it every single time. I don't care if it's righty lefty matchup. I don't care if he's catching. I don't care if he's DHing. But you have to have him in the lineup playing with Grandall because that's how bad that Encarnacion is. And I would have Engel in there. I don't know why they haven't done that either. Engel instead of Mazar because Mazar, he stinks. He's awful. I don't care what he did against Bauer the other day. But, I mean, you ha- like I know it's not ideal because you need to carry a third catcher in the playoffs and not nobody does that. But if you want your best lineup out there from game one, which is a must-win game in the three-game series, then you have to have James O'Cannon. You can't, you can't keep trotting out there uh, in Carnacion. Just, he's just awful. Is Jose, is Jose Abreu your DH then and put Grandal at first or vice versa? I wouldn't care. I mean, as long as all three of them are in it, you know? Yeah. I, I could take any defense because I – like, even last year when people were saying, oh, James McCann, his framing statistics aren't good. I didn't buy that at all. Like, if he's catching every game in McCann's DH or uh, Grandall's DH, and then I'm completely fine with that because I know the staff loves him, but it, he has to be in the lineup. Like, starting tomorrow through the last game of the season, I don't care if it's the World Series, I don't care if it's his wild card three-game series. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I just don't think that Edwin, he's just not, he's not proving it. What the, who the fuck did Adam Engel piss off? It makes no sense to me because his offense has been very improved since he got recalled like last July, you know. Right. It's been very improved, and he can steal bases. But my whole thing with that is is in right field, even if he's not hitting, which, you know, could be expected a little bit, then you're, he's still giving you a, a an elite defensive glove in right field, which can help Robert shade more towards Eloy, which makes Eloy's room for error all that much lower or higher, I guess it would be. So that's what that's how I would absolutely roll. I don't know why they haven't yet, to be honest. Yeah, it's it, it, it's mind-boggling to me too. I try not to play the lineup thing because I always get myself in trouble and I say like, oh, this lineup sucks, and they end up raking. So I usually just kind of keep my mouth shut now. But I, I haven't understood why he's been in it because you know, I, I know he hasn't had a crazy amount of bats. Angles had 76 at bats this year. He's hitting 306, dude. He's yeah. He's got a 342 OBP. Okay, I think we've got enough of a sample size from Nomar Mazzara, who's batting 217 with an on base percentage of 288, and he's slugging 283. I think we we, we get it. He's not going to prove, like, he did make a killer fucking throw tonight. I will say that. I wish he has would have caught that and tagged out, uh, I think it was Hernandez at the plate. But I think we've gotten enough out of Mazzara, and for our best lineup to be on the field, like you said, Dave, it needs to start tomorrow. It needs to have either McCann in there or an angle in there. Can't believe I'm saying that, but I, I, it needed true. to start a week ago. Needed you're, to start yeah, three weeks ago. Right. Yeah, you're you're right, Tone. I mean, it, it's just it really it hasn't yet, and I'm not I'm not sure the reasoning behind it because I mean, when, I'm just trying to add in another bat, like two more bats to make up for the loss of Yoan Makata because obviously he hasn't been right since COVID. And I know you have a bunch of other bats on this team that could usually pick you up, but two of your what would you guys say? You're better at bats or struggling right now. You have you have Yoan Makata, who hasn't been himself in a while, and you have our star rookie, who's probably going to be still rookie of the year, but Luis Robert, he, he's dropped all the way to uh, you know a 230 batting average, and he's at about 300 for his OBP. I mean, you have to add in two more consistent bats on that. I don't know if you have any – what do you got for that, well, Tone? Got any I mean, thoughts on that? How, what do you guys feel about this? I mean, Steve Stone tweeted something out earlier this year that – Sometimes the lineups come down from from above the manager, and I That's look at true. the re- I, I look at the reason why Nomar Mazzara is still in this lineup. I, I don't know if Ricky is putting him in the lineup every day, but if Ricky's putting Nomar Mazzara in the lineup over Adam Engel right now, Ricky should be fired. That's just my opinion, because you look at what Adam Engel's done, his body of work this year, and and. This is coming from one of the biggest Adam Engel haters. 
on White Sox Twitter. Like, I think that that guy has sucked and, and had enough chance to, to prove himself. But he is far and above better than what Nomar Mazzara has proven so far. So is this lineup coming from Ricky Renteria or is this coming from above him? They de- they have a whole analytics department that that gives them what th- gives the front office, which is like the liaison between the analytics department and Renneria. Um, they give them the roster or the lineup, like ideal lineup against any given opponent, and say this is what it should be. And then after that, um, Renneria does have free reign to change or make amendments based on you know comfort levels. And and how someone's feeling that day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he got dumped by this girlfriend. Should I put him in there? Or is his head going to be in the wrong place? All that kind of shit. So, um, but I'm guessing that they're riding with Encarnacion and Mizarra right now, in spite of statistics, because if either of those guys catch hot or you know catch catch like a hot streak. In the playoffs, that could be three, four, five bombs over the course of a couple days. So that could be completely wrong, but that's my theory, is that they're just praying to God that these guys, because they've won in spite of them sucking all year, you know? Both of them have stunk the whole season, and they've won even though those two players in particular stink. So um, I think that's what they're still trying to do. And if it's not going to work, if they, if they know they're just like out of games, they need to win like tomorrow or the next day, then it's going to be that with them that's my theory anyways it's definitely a good theory i mean it may it actually makes a lot of sense and just like more so like what i was touching on was you know i mean god damn you know with those guys stinking as bad as they have and then fucking the slumps that mancata and robert are in i just god you got to bring in some sort of offense to try to you know counteract that a little bit um, cause tomorrow is going to be a huge, a huge fucking test too. I know that it, it was rumored they might try to line up Bieber for the playoffs, but as of now, he's the probable pitcher for tomorrow and he's going up against Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez is a one, uh, one and two with a 5.40 ERA. He's pitched 20 innings on the year. He's let up 21 hits. He struck out 18. He's let up six home runs. He's walked 10. And then he's going up against who many consider the AL MVP this year and Shane Bieber, which is bullshit should be a Brayu. Um, or TA, I'll, I'll take either. But uh, Bieber's 8-1, 1.74 ERA, 72, one-third innings there, 44 hits he's only let up, 112 strikeouts. God damn, 18 walks and seven home runs Bieber's let up. I mean, he's been absolutely on fucking fire. So, again, back to your point, the best offense, if he is pitching tomorrow and they don't try to line him up for the playoffs, and if they do line him up for the playoffs, he wouldn't pitch tomorrow, it would be Wednesday. Um but if he is pitching tomorrow, they need to put the best offensive lineup. We can't afford to keep dropping games here. Dude, they need know? to put the best lineup out regardless, and I think Dave said that too. Um, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in here on this one, but oh, that's fine. You you yeah. have to. Um, you you mentioned Luis Robert Buzz and, and the best offense thing. I'm still taking Luis Robert over any other option that we have in center field. But where the oh, fuck yeah. right now is Danny Mendick? A guy that was able to get the job done somewhat consistently here. And we've got Yolmer Sanchez taking the place of Yohan Mancada on Mancada's days off. If if you're talking about putting the best offense on the field, I feel like he should be in in consideration for getting some starts right now. Because if you're trying to feel out what you want to do for the playoffs, if your offense is scuffling, where where's Danny Mendick right now? He's in Schaumburg. It's it's crazy. They they sent him down to Schaumburg, and I thought, you know, I know he wasn't, like, you know, tearing the cover off the ball by any means necessary, but I thought that he should have stayed with the team. He brings pretty good defense, and he's able to put the bat on the ball here and there, shows some, you know, uncanny power here and there. Um, I, I don't know what the problem was with that. That, that. It's funny to me that a guy like Mendick, who's basically been with the, with, with the team since the beginning of the season, gets, you know, ousted for Yolmer, who had trouble – doing anything with san francisco so I, I don't know i don't know what happened with that i don't know why they did it it honestly i and i know he's a nice guy i know that he's loved in the clubhouse and everything but i can't stand yomer sanchez all he does is remind me of losing he was like the <laughs> face of the losing over the last four years but it's not that it's not like he you know he was any good 
and he he want to pay him back for being there when he was when they were losing. But like the San Francisco Giants didn't want him. They just said, "Hey, see you later." And I know that's that is it is a numbers thing because he's out of options and Mendick has two more after this year. But Mendick, he did. He showed. I mean, he hit that bomb off Lester against the Cubs earlier in the year. He had three home runs in you know pretty regular plate appearances. He at least showed the ability to turn uh, turn an outfielder around, which Sanchez cannot do. He just I and they're defensively. I don't care about Gold Gloves. Like they're basically the same player. So what was the point of it? I just could not stand that move in any single way, any single way at all. Well, Dave, and, and this is this has nothing to do with statistics. This has nothing to do with the on-field performance. But we've all we've all been on teams before. Everybody that's on the show right now, we've all been on teams before. And I don't want to put so much stake in this, but I feel like there's something to be said for clubhouse energy when it comes to the whole dancing with dubs thing. People will buy into something like that in the clubhouse just to see somebody else do something ridiculous at the end of a game because you won a game. Johnny and I talked about this buzz earlier on in the in the season. I feel like the whole Zach Collins and Danny Mendick back down to the Schaumburg, uh, whatever you want to call it, the 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 practice squad. You took some life out of the clubhouse by doing that. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But since that's happened, you've seen some life sucked out of this team. Any thoughts from you guys? I don't know. I mean, I guess. I, mean, I guess they can correlate. Um, you know, I mean, the Sox were still kicking some ass, you know, even when uh, Mendick did go uh, down. Because he went down, what was it, the, the Tiger series, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they had, and they, and, and, and they had fucking won. You know, they won quite a few games in a row after he went down. It was like six. It just, I, I feel like, honestly, Tone, I feel like the fucking energy is kind of being sucked off of him. And the reason that, <laughs> and the reason I uh, I say that is because. You want to say that again? Yeah, I sucked off. I fucked up. That's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, creek water, man. Anyway, I feel like they're, their heavy hitters are getting tired. And I feel like, you know, T.A., he's battling this hamstring thing. I mean, he did look good running the bases tonight. I, I, I know you guys saw that, too. He looked good running the bases tonight, no doubt. Abreu came through in the clutch at one point, you know. But it just seems like, I don't know, it just seems like these guys are kind of tired. And maybe they just took their foot off the gas. I, I don't know. But they're just, they're not scoring the runs. They're they Timely t- hitting's been awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right by that, too. It's just. When we have a chance to strike, we haven't been striking. Like, I feel like clutch hitting hasn't been happening, uh, unless your name's Jose Abreu. Um, so I, I'm not sure, man. I, I don't know if the Danny Mendick, Zach Collins things ha- has anything to do with it. I just think that they're either, they either took their foot off the gas pedal because they're going to coast into the playoffs and try to stay as healthy as they possibly can, or they're fucking tired. That, that's just kind of how I'm looking at it right now. I never really thought, I, I mean, you asked this how we're thinking about it. I never thought about it until you mentioned it. Um, but yeah, the, the, and it, I don't want to overrate anything, but we, we all see these guys on social media and everything. And I've become friendly with a few of the guys through, through work and the clubhouse is awesome. Everybody loves each other. There's no shitheads. There's no egos. So just because Danny Mendick and Danny is a guy I've become friendly with, um, just because he got sent down doesn't mean the the clubhouse is just like in disarray or anything. I don't want to make it sound like that, but it's a good theory at least, um, and it could make sense. But at the same time, I know like how how hard these guys will work to get to where they are because they're all sick of losing too. So um, at the same time, it's like uh, probably not. But they they just need to play better. Yeah. We just say that they just need to fucking play better. Yeah, like, I, I, they got to go back to what was go in. right. I think they just need to get back to what they were doing when they were winning fucking consistent ball games. That's right. Maybe they're trying too hard. Maybe they're tired. I, I don't know. There's definitely you, you can open up any theory about it, like what you think they could be tired. They could take their gas, you know, their foot off the gas. I mean, you know, they could just kind of lost the way that when they were winning. But they're a great, they're a great fucking baseball team. They're 34 and 20. They're still in first place. They clinched the playoff spot. It's just a little bit of a rough patch right now, and I'd rather fucking get it out of the way now with still six games left, and hopefully they can snap out of it because they do have good leadership in that clubhouse. They do have a lot of pure talent in that clubhouse, 
where maybe if they kind of get their shit together within the next two, three games here and they ride into the playoffs, it'll be a different fucking story and we'll be winning games. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm not overly super concerned right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they definitely just need to get back to the basics of what was helping them win ball games in the first place. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I'm just throwing shit at the wall right now and, and yeah. trying to see what you we guys think about it. Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely perplexing, dude. I mean, when you fucking think about it, it's like, you know, we're we're all sitting here, you know, tweeting at each other every fucking night, chugging beers and shit, you know, and like, oh, my God, you know, we're fucking we're kicking ass. We're winning games we in a row. Lose. Yeah, we can't lose like it's unbelievable. And then we hit this little rough patch and, you know, we've dropped two in a row now. You know, in our last what well, in our last five, I think we've only won two. So we're you know we're 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 two and three over the last five. But I mean, before that, we're at, fucking winning crazy ball games. Yeah, man. At, at at that thought too, like if if anybody on this podcast right now thought we'd be talking about in 2020, you bring this back to February. If we were talking about we've already clinched a playoff spot and we're sitting here right now worried about what's going on. Yeah, because they lost two. Two, they went two and three over a five game stretch. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean that that seems that seems <laughs> incredibly. A little bit. It it That's seems incredibly silly to even be having this discussion right now, but I think that that kind of just gives you what this whole entire season has meant, not only just for us as White Sox fans, but just like as baseball fans and as people who have lived through the year twenty twenty. Like I, I feel like that's that's got something to say for for what the White Sox have done for us as Sox fans this year. No, yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I, the fact I'm happy we're complaining about a team like losing a little bit of fucking mojo compared to last year after the All Star break when we do a Sox on tap after every fucking podcast. I want to take a toaster bath, you know, like we're dro- dropping all these fucking games, man. It's just like, all right, yeah. This is, yeah, we're doing another episode. Yeah, we're doing another one. We lose again. Oh, yeah, you know, we did. You know, this year it's not like that. This year you have these expectations because you've seen the product on the field in, improve tenfold. And now we're walking into a playoff season. Let's be honest here. We don't know what the fuck, we don't know what it feels like to be a playoff baseball team because we haven't felt it in over a decade. Like we remember it. It's we remember nerve-wracking, how- isn't it? Yeah, man. It fucking, like, I get butt, like, I'm not going to lie to you, Dave. I'm watching the game tonight. And they tie it, right? You know, Eloy hits that bomb. It's fucking four to four. I got butterflies in my stomach, man, because they're making a comeback. You know, and I'm just like, this is what it feels like again to, you know, fucking play meaningful baseball games. This is what it feels like. So, again, the overreaction is probably there on my part 100%, but I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as covering the team like we do every day if if I didn't try to point out things that we think might be going wrong. And I just don't want to ride into the into the fucking playoffs like this either. Like I do think it's a, a, a semi legitimate concern that we all have right now. And I do think it's totally fair that we're trying to look at different, you know, situations or scenarios and why they're struggling. But yeah, if you would have told me in 2020 that we're fucking, you know, we clinch a playoff spot first in the AL and we're four games away from winning the central, I would have been like, yeah, no, I don't think so, man. But are, are you a white Sox fan? If you don't overreact to a two game losing streak, no, no, Nope. Nope. When's the last time they've lost two in a row? It would have had to been uh, back when they were 10 and 11. It, 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 yeah, Dave. Um, no, they they dropped two in a row to the Twins. And yeah, that that's was right. right that's before, right. That was right before that Royals series. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, that was that was the last time. Dominated was... game one. They just beat their brains in. And then the last two games, they kind of threw up more stinkers. Yeah, they, yeah, they got beat three to two, and then eight one to the Twins. Then they came out and beat the fuck out of Kansas City and swept them in a four game series. Lost the first one, that heartbreaker, five to four to the Pirates. Then beat the Pirates I eight to one. For that, yeah, yeah, and then they won game. Yeah, and then they won five in a row against the Tigers and then the Twins. So um, this is the first time they've lost two games in a row in a fucking minute. So it, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it's just pitching's been a little weird lately as well you know we haven't had dallas keichel out on the mound you know we haven't been getting the greatest outings i mean no, you know dylan cease i mean yesterday i know we did we did a sunday funday recap in the show but he's having a hard time so maybe when big when big d gets back he'll get this shit figured out and get the uh team back on track i hope so 
I absolutely hope so. Buzz, before we get into the next matchup, I've got a few questions for Dave. Since it is guest week on Socks on Tap, I've got a few questions for Dave. I'm sure you've got one or two as well. You want to fire some questions to Dave? Go for it, man. Start reading them off. All right, Dave, playoff rotation. We've already clinched. Who are you going through? One through three in the first set. It's got to go Geo Keichel Dunning. Has to. Um, I honestly, like, I wouldn't even mind throwing Keichel number one, but it's going to be Geo. Um, Keichel, obviously, he's been there. He's older. And when Geo's bad, he has that lack of command where should, he's just off by a hair with, like, either, you know, his fastball or his changeup. He, like, has trouble mixing up between two and three pitches. Keiko, you don't see that out of. So even if he gets bombed, he's at least throwing strikes. And that's why Dunning number three at, in the third starter, like, like tonight. Like, he didn't have his best shit tonight. He, he only had one walk. Like, he, he's going to be around the plate, and if they outbeat you because they physically outbeat you instead of just giving him free bases – that's baseball. I can live with that. So I love Dylan Cease. He's actually coming on Redline Radio this week. We're interviewing him Wednesday. Uh, but, like, I don't see how you start him in a three-game series. Who's your MVP, Dave? Abreu or Tim Anderson? It's got to go Abreu. I mean, it, like, in I know that the voters don't really take this stuff into, into like, part of the equation. But the fact that – that he has been here through the thin, the really, really thin, um, the thick and thin that is, um, and the year he's having, he like you got to give it to him. I mean, he might end up leading the AL in, or the league in bombs. I know he's a couple off uh, Luke Voigt leading the AL in RBIs. He's sitting like 335 or whatever, slugging through the roof, face of the team, first place team, really good story. Nobody thought they'd be you know winning the division, let alone having the best record in the AL. Like, it's got to go, Brave. This is going to come off the cusp, has nothing to do with the team in the playoff race, but if you're Eloy Jimenez's personal assistant in any way, shape, or form, how are you going to fix his defense? By shading Robert all that much more. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, I you know what, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I was going to say I don't see him ever getting better. He hasn't been as bad a butcher as typical the last like month or so. Like early in the year, if it was if the ball was even hit to him, I was like, you know, like routine flyout. I'm always a little iffy on. But he hasn't been. I mean, if he's if it's on a one to ten scale, if he's as a one, like as horrible, horrible, horrible as you can be, then right now he's like a two or three, I think. So he hasn't proved a hair. So, how did you feel? when he threw his arms up with the ball underneath the wall the other day. <laughs> that was the right play as far as I've always been taught. Yes, so me I know too. Twins, Twins fans didn't like it, but that's that's the rule. Like, I, I, if that would have happened to the White Sox, I wouldn't have thought for one second to bitch about the umpire. Not no, for one second. Like, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind because that's the rule. Like, that's got a, wedged. It's not even like some weird, obscure rule. That's the rule on every – stadium in baseball and everybody like everybody knows it you if it gets wedged you throw your hands up so did you have a conversation with jared over at barstool after that whole debacle went down did he what did he say about it i no, i didn't i didn't even see he said anything about it i think he said something about it i'll go find the tweet i'll send it to you in the dms but he had said something along the lines of like there goes eloy jimenez again so i, I mean, just didn't know how you play he should have caught that ball from what I remember. Yeah, he should have caught, yeah, he should have caught yeah, it. Yeah, he should have caught it. Yeah, definitely should have caught the fucking ball. Um, Dave, Nick Madrigal, are you pleasantly surprised with his offense? We obviously knew what he was going to give us on D. Kids, uh, we knew he could make contact and stuff like that, but he just finds a way to get hit. Get hit. So are you uh, Are you surprised with him? Uh, What's he hitting, like 330-something? Yeah, like he's in the 330s, Dave. I think he's like, yeah, 350. Oh, no, he's actually, Dave, he's, uh, I'm sorry, he's 353, Dave. Well, there you go. Damn. How yeah. damn. Uh, obviously I wouldn't have never in a million years expected, uh, 350 batting average through what probably a hundred or so plate appearances at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's fine. He's a, he's a fine baseball player. You know, he's, I mean, I know he had a couple of base running fuck ups the other day, but he's a good base runner, good defensively smart makes contact. I actually do like him up with two outs. 
because at the very worst, you know you're going to get contact. So, But other than that, I would sacrifice 10 or 15 points on his, on his K rate if you could if you could hit the gap a little more. That's just me, though. No, I'm with you on that. I He showed a little bit of power tonight. Um, he I did. Actually, I actually yeah. thought he I thought he got a hold of one day because the queen was running the back. One to right right field. Oh yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, the one, yeah, the one to right you field. Could, yeah. You could tell he squared that up, but that's just it. Like that is about as hard as he can possibly hit a ball. He's never gonna leave the stadium to right field unless they're playing at like Yankee Stadium or something. Right. Um, but that's what I mean. If he could if you could give him an extra 15, 20 feet of power, and you know, instead of a three percent K rate, he's uh you know, fifteen percent K rate, I would trade that. All fucking day. Can you get uh, Jose Canseco to just spend 15 minutes with Nick Madrigal? I would love that. I would love that. Um, I mean, I know a guy who's on steroids. He's a friend of a eh, – he. I, I'd consider myself friendly with him. But uh, he's a bodybuilder, so I could I could hook him up if, if that's what you're uh, hinting at. I mean, I might be. That wasn't my real question. But I, I mean, I had to throw it out there. I thought you were going to ask if we could uh, chill with Jose Canseco. So as a joke, I uh, not really as a joke. I was kind of serious. When I was coaching, I, I owned a travel program back when I was like 24, 25. And um, I, Jose Canseco on Twitter would always talk about uh, like he would say, hey, for any business inquiries, here's my agent's cell phone number. So Morgan, I texted him Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. Morgan. So you've seen it. Yes. So I, I probably still have his number in my phone book somewhere. But uh, I text him I'm like, hey, could you uh, like what would you think about coming out of Chicago for a day and like running a couple practices with me with the kids? And he charged me 10 grand a day. He tried to. I mean, I obviously was like, well, that's out of our budget. See ya. But he's and he said it's only 10 grand a day because he loves working with kids. So who knows what he charges? <laughs> like ass. <laughs> Uh, my last and final question here is a fun one too. So I had never heard of, and I don't, I don't know how to say his name, uh, Marty Mush. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that his name? I never heard of him until I saw you tag him. And uh, is he regretting now fucking with you? Because do you know how White Sox Twitter can be? And we got some OGs in White Sox. He didn't Twitter. know that. Okay. Yeah, dude, I can tell. I mean, because... he's the Yankees fan. As far as he's concerned, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Mets and like the East Coast teams, and nobody else matters or exists. Like he like, does he know what I the Oakland A's like, are? Only because Dallas Braden works for us, and <laughs> that's why. But um, the I, I'll say I love Marty Mush. Like he's one of my favorite people out there. I've gotten to know him pretty well. He's an awesome dude. But he is a fucking idiot at the same time not that i'm not <laughs> but he's a fucking idiot and so our social media guy that the guy that runs the accounts that have millions of followers is from chicago he's a huge huge white Sox fan played baseball at u of i and everything was that the dude in the video with you while you were in new york yeah he was in yeah it was, okay. he was in the background yeah chuck naso he's yeah. from orland uh went to um what's it called right by the the catholic school right by the cell why am i blanking on it uh where beef went Rita? No, no, no. Lawrence. That's Lawrence right there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Um, He went to uh, Lawrence and a uh, huge White Sox fan, and he's gotten to be friends with uh, Marty Mush, and Marty Mush is like, I can't take you talking about how good the White Sox are going to be in 2020 anymore. Like, that team sucks. Fuck them. So he, like, had this whole rant on, on Sirius Radio, and people started tagging me, in it, and I'm like, well, I can't say shit, especially when they started one and three or whatever it was. And the Yankees were like unstoppable, but as soon as the tides turned, I'm, I'm let him have it. You should see his mentions. Every time he met, mutters the word White Sox, it is flooded with Sox fans. He's getting harassed and bullied from every depths of White Sox Twitter, and it's fucking glorious. Like he texts me, he's like, "I didn't know these people ex- existed, but they're like piranhas." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "Mess with the bully, get the horns." We're not a huge fan base, but we're fucking crazy about our team. Oh my god, dude! I I opened up one of like your exchanges on Twitter. I was scrolling after I got one of the kids to bed, and I fucking woke up my two year old because I just started laughing so hard. I mean, they're fucking. I mean, they were leaning into him, and then all of a sudden, I see your shit. It's like, Dave, what was the score of the Yankees game? And you're just like, oh, it's a damn shame. And they're fucking almost five hundred at the time, almost five hundred. I just wanted a story on that because it's just so fucking funny. I didn't know who he was, so I definitely dig that. That's that's awesome. 
Dave, I've got I, like, go ahead. Oh, I've got two questions for you, but you can go ahead and finish this one, and I'll I'll drop them. Uh, nothing. It's like it's my dream, solely because I love spite and I love holding grudges. <laughs> it's my dream to play the Yankees in this year's playoffs and beat them, only to spite him. Only to spite him. What are you doing if that does happen? Like what, I what, will what? be relentless. I'll bog <laughs> if if fucking uh, Cordero's taking a dump. I'll blog that story. I'll blog <laughs> I, that entire website will be nothing but White Sox, and there's nothing they can do to stop me. Fantastic. All right, question number one, Dave. You've said so many times one of the reasons that you started Redline Radio was because you thought that there was a possibility that there could be a Redline World Series at some point in the next coming years. If for some odd reason this year is the year that the Sox play the Cubs in the World Series and the White Sox win, how hard are you going to let Carl have it? I, I mean, I'll be relentless, and you, and you have to be like, and I and I write for a, a website that's a national website. So when people say nobody gives a shit about the White Sox, it used to offend me, but large in part it's true. Like we're a small fan base. There's nobody outside of you know the South Side of Chicago who really likes the team outside of ancillary obscure people, and on a national level. Like, no one wants to really hear about us. You, you guys all know that. I'm not trying to diss my own franchise. No, but, like, but, like, going back to what I just said, if the what Cubs beat or the White Sox beat the Cubs in this year's Red Line World Series, like, I will make sure the entire, like, I'll do everything in my power to make sure the entire world knows that this team is here to stay and this is not going to be the first one. And, like, fuck all you guys for fucking ignoring us and saying all this. Fuck you. You're not allowed to celebrate this team. This is for us. Like, I, I, I can't wait. I, that, I actually, that was some random person at like six in the morning today emailed me what I would do if this was the case. And I was like, and I, that's when I started getting nervous because I'm like, they're going to the playoffs. They're probably going to clinch the AL Central. They might have the best record in baseball. Like, I'm legit nervous right now. And I was like, fucking pacing back and forth in my kitchen. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is happening, and we haven't dealt with social media either with the White Sox playoff run. Think of how fucking batshit Twitter is going to be with the White Sox. It's going to be it's going to be the worst place on earth. Yeah, but like at the nervous. same time, the best place on earth. Right. All right. So part two to that question is, we're living in some some really weird times right now. Obviously, all of us that are on this show and that probably everybody that's going to listen to this would love to be at the ballpark this weekend and through the playoffs. And we know that's not going to happen. If the White Sox are able to pull this off, where are we partying? And how fun is it going to be? I mean, there wouldn't be a parade. There wouldn't be... I mean, bars you can only sit in 25. I mean, we'd have to figure something out. We'd have to piss off Mayor Lightfoot, though. We'd have to. Like, I don't care. Rent a warehouse and say, fucking everybody who wants to come, come. I don't know. I don't know. I, what do you do? I, got, that's, I, that, 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 I feel now. like that's a legitimate question right now, though. Like, I absolutely in, in, is. In 2005, you've got a fuck ton of people all over the city celebrating this team. My parents let me skip school. How great. how White Sox would it be? And this is, I mean, this is a this is a deep shot. But how White Sox would it be that we all can't be together <laughs> to celebrate the fact that the White Sox won the World Series? And I mean, just for a second, I want I want each of us to think about the fact that like it's 2020. We're dealing with a pandemic, and the Sox win the World Series, and like we can't all get together. How are we going to celebrate this? Like, what are we going to do? I'm setting everything on fucking fire, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I know mean, you are. But, like, I, I feel like this is... For, for as much as we've endured as a fan base, 
to wow. have this team be so good right now, where this is a possibility that we're even entertaining this question, and like you know for a fact that Lightfoot's going to say, let's have a virtual parade or something that, that doesn't do justice for what we have endured and what we've been thinking about for years on end. I mean, this this started almost four years ago. To get to the point where we're at right now and be this close, if it does happen, what do we do? I'm glad you asked that question because I haven't thought about that at all. I'm looking ahead a lot, but I haven't thought about it from that angle. I have no idea, but the fact that you brought it up on September 21st instead of October 21st gives us a month heads up on what to do. <laughs> we can figure something out. We can all put our brains together and come up with something. Man, I wanted to do our pig roast so fucking bad. I He was supposed to fucking call me today, actually. They called me to set it up for next year. Uh, or they said they were going to on Friday. He told me, yeah, I'll move it to Monday. I didn't hear from him. But um, that it would have been incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what we, yeah. we should definitely we should definitely try to do that somewhere. I don't the know. The guy what, who, was, but... who was helping me out with that, uh, Joe Flam. Do you guys know that name? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that name. He won Top Chef Season 15. Yeah. Um, and he's a diehard White Sox fan. He owns a couple restaurants down here. I've become friends with him one of the most down-to-earth dudes ever, and he's from Beverly and everything. So um, total Sox fan through and through. He was going to do that with us. Like, we would have had to get there at, like, 3 a.m., 24, like, 3 a.m., two nights before just to start it, to have it ready for, like, a few hours before the game. Right. And it was going to be awesome. Just everybody, all you can eat and drink, 20 bucks a piece or whatever, boom, here's a fucking giant pig. <laughs> It's been a fucking great time, dude. I, that's what we we should definitely try to plan that, like it, it you know within the month that we have to plan for this. Definitely try to do a pig roast somewhere, but it's gonna have to only be OGs. You're not gonna be able to have everybody there. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna have to like kind of keep that. Keep I mean, what little, what know? would happen if we just did it in a parking lot? <laughs> I mean, what I mean, what would happen if a couple thousand White Sox fans showed up to Lot B? Uh, well, we're at makes world me a like, Honestly, what's gonna happen? Do that. Well, Dave's the public figure, and I really don't fucking that's feel why... like Dave going to jail is for orchestrating some anarchy. Well, no, that's why I'm asking this question. If right it now. was, if it wasn't a pandemic, I would have no problem going to jail for that cause. Yeah, no, I'm not letting. You I would, jail. I would do that one thousand percent, and it would be, I would have fucking uh, some Sox fan lawyer represent me like pro bono for like throwing the party. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's that, that's that's exactly yeah, I why I, I asked this question. Well, is like, okay, so what do we do? Do we just party in our own basements and post on Twitter? That's that's not. Exa- I don't feel no. personally, as myself, I don't feel like that's enough justice for what the team would have accomplished. Well, we're just gonna have to put our heads together, bud, and fucking make it happen in a month. That's all we're going to have to do. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to have to We'll have get to at Beef Loaf. He's a creative guy. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to we're going to have to figure something out. I'm sure I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah, we will. But uh picks to click for tomorrow, boys. Who do you got? Dave, I will start with you. Uh who's pitching? For uh, tomorrow, the in- uh Beaver's pitching, I think, for Cleveland Then we have Ronaldo. It's okay. So as of now Beaver, I don't his slider's so good, I don't like lefties off him. I'll go with uh I'll go with Robert. I'm gonna no 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 his slider's too good. Robert that's it. No, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with McCann. He'll be in the lineup tomorrow. Yeah. Better... I think well yeah, I mean Grandall's got X rays on his hand, he's day to day, so yeah, McCann should definitely be in the lineup. That's Tony who... about that too. Tony, who you got? So every time the White Sox have gone on a slide I've gone with something off the cusp. I've gone with Hawk Smirnoff bottle. I've gone with something else that I can't remember right now. But I'm going with Tom Pachorek for tomorrow's <laughs> pick to click. Oh shit, Dave! I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you switch switch your pick here because they just announced that it's not gonna be Bieber. They pushed him back. It's Cal Quantrill now, who's got a two point five two. Yeah, Quantrill. Yeah, he's got a two point five two ERA, twenty five strikeouts on the year. Um, I'll go with Mankata then. Okay, you're gonna go Mankata. I am gonna go Carlton Fisk. I mean, 
throw something off the wall, Buzz. I mean, Johnny Maybe. just drilled this into your head. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm going to go with Jose Abreu's um, bubblegum wad. I'll take that. I think that'll make a good appearance. Maybe you'll hit a home run That's with it. That's not a bubblegum wad. I know it's not. I know it's not. But I don't Dave, you want to tell him what do you want to tell him what Jose Abreu puts in his lip? Because he thinks it's like Big League Chew. It's, I don't. <laughs> it's not. It's gum on top of uh, Redman. Oh, fuck, A lot man. of people do that. You've never seen that before? No, no, dude. Into like a ball, you rat like you chew up a big ass piece of gum, like bubble gum, like the pink gum. Yeah. And uh, you take the tobacco leaves and you roll it up into a ball, like so the shell is the gum and then the insides the tobacco. A ton of people do that. Really? Like on baseball fields, yeah. If you ever see like the big ball, that's what they're doing. I am so much of a, a pussy. I I dipped once <laughs> oh, in my Jesus. life, bro. I dipped once in my life and I fucking threw up everywhere. And it's coming from a guy who did a bunch of dumb shit when he was growing up and fucked up real bad. But there's one thing that I did I I have never never done cons- on a consistent basis, and that's anything to do with chewing tobacco. I don't know why I never I smoked a million fucking cigarettes, done a bunch of other stupid shit, but chewing tobacco just grosses me out. I don't know why, but it fucks with me. I can't I can't do it. I wish. That would have happened to me the first time I dipped because I'd be $20,000 richer, maybe. I'd go through, like, a can every day and a half. I, and it's, it's not quicker because I keep them in so long. Like, yeah, I, I keep can't. them in for hours at a time, and then if one's out, it's bad. I'm very, very addicted to dip. Yeah, I can't. I just can't do it, man. That first time that fucked me all up, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm definitely not going to do that anymore. But that's all I got for tonight, guys. Dave, you got anything else you would like to say before you head on out? Oh, you tell everybody about the Dylan Cease interview before you uh, before you head out there. Yeah. Um, actually, I got to hit him up like now to confirm. But uh, yeah, um, interviewing Dylan Cease, I'm I'm gonna be like, hey man, what are you gonna do to like switch this around? You're better than this because he knows he's better than this. Uh, um, he he, w- he wants to improve. Like so, I want to like pick his brain on that. And then obviously the Cubs series at the end of the year will get um get his perspective on what it's been like to be on both sides of town obviously didn't pitch for the cubs like in chicago but he'll have a little background on on their system and the differences good and bad so should be cool absolutely man i can't wait to check that out tony you got anything else for the people i mean i was gonna go into probably like another half hour of like dave's first time he tried chewing tobacco but i'll save that for uh, (laughs) it it was at uh (laughs) It was at an IMAX movie theater. It, I was, you ever seen the movie Sin City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome fucking movie. Um, yeah, and I, was, I got called up for the playoffs for baseball. And uh, we had an early Saturday game. And they, I was the youngest kid on the team. I was the only sophomore called up. And I didn't. I knew all the players, but I didn't really know them, know them, because they were all older. And I never, like, played on with them. And uh, so they invited me out to be, like, good teammates or whatever. I went out with them. They threw me a dip, and I wanted to look cool. And I, I was like gutting it but it, i was also like spitting into an empty slushy thing and i just buzzed my tits off but i never got remotely nauseous so i was like holy shit this is awesome i loved it but if i would have puked my brains out i'd have been like fuck that i'm never doing that again yeah that's what happened to me so. did it <laughs> so the the real question here is did it help your baseball performance though the next time i did it it was at a showcase at North Central, where I ironically ended up, but it was at a showcase, and I was in right field during drills. I thought, like, I was praying to God that, like, I would catch pop-ups and stuff because I it, it felt like I was drunk. So yes, it did help my baseball performance. All right, right there now. you go. The power of Chaw. I love it. The power of Chaw. Cool. Grizzly Wintergreen, the best. There it is, right there. Buzz, I'll let you close this down how you always do. Dave, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you spending your time with us recapping Anytime, a White Sox fellas. loss. Love you guys. You guys all do awesome work. I appreciate that, You guys are that, watching man. you grow. It's been, was, it's been really cool. I definitely appreciate you coming on, Dave. We love hanging out with you and talking with you. And unfortunately, wasn't in person this year because we got to be together a lot last year at the, at the ballpark. But let's hope Sox still kick some ass, get to the playoffs, and make some noise. But everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, 
at Socks on Tap, at On Tap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you drop us a five star rating and review. As Dave said, be on the lookout for our new Redline Radio coming up with uh, guest Dylan Cease. Be sure to check that out when that drops out. And uh, yeah, White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.